48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Tom McElind in the headlines. Automated car parks using devices known as flying carpets could help solve pro- parking problems here. Hong Kong falls still further in the latest ranking of global press freedom and another meeting at LegCo's adjourned because not enough lawmakers turn up. The managing director of the Urban Renewal Authority, Wai Chi Singh, says converting some car parks into automated ones will increase the number of spaces and may even reduce costs for drivers. The URA's finished a nine-month study into the feasibility of such car parks, where mechanical trays move park cars closer together. It says this method is suitable for Hong Kong. Mr Wai says these so-called flying carpets can be used in existing car parks without any structural changes, but there are a number of issues that need to be resolved first. Take, for instance, the approval process. How is the responsibility being divided uh, among different government departments? Fire services requirements may have to be uh, adjusted. Uh, Insurance is another area that we may have to look into. If we were to use the flying carpet that we propose, uh, then how do we deal with uh, this type of vehicles? Uh, This is simply a driverless vehicle. Uh, Whether or not the existing regulatory control regime can deal with this type of vehicles is another area that uh, we have to look into. Yesterday, the director of audit said Hong Kong needs more public parking spaces to better match the increase in the number of private cars. An international media group says Beijing's promoting its authoritarian regime to other states to form a new world media order. Reporters Without Borders has for the first time announced its World Press Freedom Index in Hong Kong. The SAR ranks 73rd out of 180 territories covered, down three spots from the previous year. Mainland China is fourth from bottom in the ranking. The group says Hong Kong's press freedom situation had worsened with censorship becoming the norm and mainstream media readily complying with Beijing. The group expressed alarm at China's anti-democratic model and Beijing's attempts to export that model to the world. The group's East Asia Bureau director, Cedric Aviani, called on Hong Kongers to do all they can to reject proposed changes to extradition laws. This would mean for every journalist, every blogger in Hong Kong some kind of a permanent threat, because we have seen in the case of Guaminhai and in the case of other prisoners in China that they were arrested on a false motive and that later they were accused of treason or other crimes. So this is a major concern. Alleged co-committee set up to discuss whether to censure Democrat Ted Hoy has been forced to adjourn a meeting this morning because not enough lawmakers were present. The seven-member committee was set up to study whether Mr Hoy should be stripped of his seat for snatching a phone from a government official last year. But the committee couldn't meet its quorum of five members this morning. Chairwoman Alice Mack says the adjournment won't affect their progress. In fact, the meeting was going to be a very short meeting uh, handling some home affairs. I will try to organize another meeting in a very short period of time to sort out those administrative issues. The meeting time is 8.30 and this is not as early as you said. I think this is just normal, but um, I do not know why members are uh, late or absent at the meeting, but um, I can assure you that uh, the uh, progress of the committee will not be affected. Yesterday, a full meeting of LegCo was adjourned due to a lack of quorum, but later it resumed. 
U.S. shared workspace group WeWork has reportedly pulled out of at least five negotiations to take on new space in Hong Kong this year. Reuters news agency said the company dropped most of the space it had planned to secure after failing to get budget approval. WeWork's currently in seven locations in Hong Kong. This comes after real estate group Savile said yesterday that a major mainland co-working space group, KR Space, had pulled out of three leasing deals in Hong Kong with a total floor area of 160,000 square feet. Police say they foiled a Yunlong triad gang arresting more than 400 people, of whom 25 were core gang members. Officers raided more than 35 locations in a week-long operation that began last Friday. During the operation, officers found that the group had used two public housing flats as a weapons warehouse and a selling point for drugs. The group's also alleged to have been involved in illegal betting, using licensed game arcade centres as venues for gambling. North Korea says its leader Kim Jong-un has overseen the test of what it describes as a new type of tactical guided weapon. The state news agency quotes Mr Kim as saying the test had weighted significance in increasing North Korea's military power. But the BBC's Laura Bicker in Seoul says unlike in previous tests, the agency gave few specific details. This time, we're not actually sure what the weapon looks like. It looks similar to a launch in November of last year of a tactical weapon. It doesn't look like a long-range missile, and certainly the United States is saying at the moment that they haven't seen North Korea fire a long-range missile capable of reaching the United States in recent weeks. However, the significance of it is that North Korea, and specifically Kim Jong-un, wants the world to know it has these weapons and it's continuing to develop them. People in India are voting in the second phase of a general election there, the largest democratic exercise in the world. Nearly 160 million people across 12 states are eligible to vote in this wave. Some of the biggest Indian states, including Tamil Nadu in the south, are taking part. The Prime Minister Narendra Modi's BJP is hoping to return for a second term in office. Facebook says it's unintentionally uploaded the email contacts of 1.5 million new users since May 2016 without their knowledge or consent. Rob Price from Business Insider magazine in San Francisco broke the story. Facebook says prior to May 2016, it had a system that let you enter your password to verify your account and also voluntarily give them your contacts because by giving them your contacts voluntarily, it helps them understand who your friends are. And it says that in May 2016, it made certain changes to its system that removed the text informing people that it would access their contacts, but it continued to access their contacts anyway. And in that space of time, since then, the last three or so years, about one and a half million people's contacts have been harvested. U.S. Democrats have criticised the way the Trump administration plans to release the long-awaited Mueller report later tonight. Leading Democrats say it's wrong that the Attorney General, William Barr, will hold a news conference to give his interpretation of the document before it's released to Congress. The chairman of the House of Representatives Judiciary Committee, Gerald Nadler, accused Mr Barr of abandoning the independence of the Department of Justice. The Attorney General appears to be waging a media campaign on behalf of President Trump the very subject of the investigation at the heart of the Mueller report. Rather than letting the facts of the report speak for themselves, the Attorney General has taken unprecedented steps to spin Mueller's nearly two-year investigation. 
The former president of Peru, Alan Garcia, has died after shooting himself as police arrived at his home to arrest him over corruption allegations. He'd been accused of taking bribes from the Brazilian construction firm Odebrecht, but denied any wrongdoing. Peru's interior minister, Carlos Moran, described what took place after police arrived at the former president's home. Mr. Garcia said he was going to make a phone call to his lawyer. He entered the room and closed the door after him. A few minutes later, police heard a gunshot and forced themselves into the room and found Mr. Garcia sitting down with a head wound. At least 29 people have been killed in a bus crash on the Portuguese island of Madeira. Many of them were German tourists. Here's the BBC's Alison Roberts. Portuguese officials, including the country's president, have expressed their condolences to the families of the victims and to the German authorities after the accident in which a tour bus spun off a road in Caniso on the outskirts of Madeira's capital, Funchal. Emergency services were on the scene within minutes, but with many of the victims apparently having been thrown from their seats as the coach plunged down a slope, the number of dead was high. According to local officials, the passengers were mainly in their 40s and 50s. The Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has officially been asked to form a government following the publication of final results from last week's election. He said there was no greater honour in democracy. It'll be his fifth term in office. Here's the BBC's Yulan Nell. Final vote results gave 35 seats to the Prime Minister's Likud party and the same number to the Blue and White Alliance, led by his main challenger, a former Israeli military chief, Benny Gantz. However, the support of smaller right-wing and religious parties looks set to keep Mr Netanyahu in his role. He now faces the tough task of making agreements with his coalition partners on the division of cabinet posts and policy. There are big differences between some parties on issues of religion and state, including military conscription for ultra-Orthodox Jews. Scientists in the United States have partially revived the brains of pigs four hours after they were slaughtered. The research challenges the long-held assumption that brains suffer irreversible damage within minutes of blood supply being stopped. But the team at Yale University said there was no sign that awareness or consciousness had been restored. The research could raise questions about the definition of life and death. Dominic Wilkinson's Professor of Medical Ethics at Oxford. It looks like this technology, even if it could bring individual cells back to life, can't bring the person back to life. It can't make the brain function as a whole in the way that we think is important. What's ethically significant about brain death is that the person who was there, their personality, their thoughts, their memories is gone forever. American scientists say that after decades of searching, they found evidence of the earliest molecule to form in the universe following the Big Bang. NASA's detected traces of helium hydride formed from atoms of helium and hydrogen in a planetary nebula 3,000 light-years away. Shares of Foxconn and their subsidiary have extended their rally after Chairman Terry Guar announced he would run for president of Taiwan next year. Handset maker FIH Mobile surged almost 60% during early Hong Kong trading to $2.23, the highest level since February last year. They later fell back but were still up 19% by the end of the morning session. The shares rose by 28% yesterday. Hong Kong-listed Foxconn Interconnect Technology also rallied 14% briefly, while Foxconn Industrial Internet shares jumped 10% in Shanghai, the maximum move in a single day's trading. And Honhai Precision Industry rose 6% in early Taiwan trading. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 29,957, 160 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $50 billion. 
currencies. The US dollar is trading at 111.89 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar 12 cents and the pound's worth 10 Hong Kong dollars 23 cents. Now to sports and here's Adam Jung. Football first, Manchester City and Tottenham served up a sensational match in the Champions League quarterfinal at the Etihad Stadium. With Spurs progressing into the last four of the competition on away goals, despite losing the second leg 4-3. Raheem Sterling and Song Hyun Min both scored twice in a frantic first half. Sergio Aguero put City ahead on the hour mark. But that was leveled by Fernando Lorente, whose goal was confirmed by VAR with 15 minutes remaining. City thought they won it in injury time with what would have been Sterling's hat-trick goal, but VAR ruled that out for offside against Aguero. City boss Pep Guardiola says it was a cruel way for the game to finish. Yeah, it's tough. It would have been better if don't concede in the right moment, you know, after... Uh... Past two, you know, we are close to go through and have to go out for the action. So it's cruel, but this is where it is. We have to accept it. Liverpool will face Barcelona in the semi-finals of the Champions League after a 4-1 win at Porto. Goals from Sadio Mane, Mo Salah, Roberto Firmino and Virgil van Dijk helped Liverpool to a convincing 6-1 arrogant win. The BBC's Ian Dennis reports from Portugal. Liverpool showed their ruthless quality in the second half as they comfortably booked a semi-final against Barcelona. Porto made all the running but lacked composure and were left deflated when Mane slid in for the opening goal awarded after VAR after 26 minutes. Firmino's introduction after half-time gave Liverpool a different dimension. Salah slotted in a second. Militao's thumping header was only a consolation as Liverpool added further goals from Firmino and Van Dijk to reach back-to-back -back Champions League semi-finals. To the NBA where the Milwaukee Bucks, the Boston Celtics and the Houston Rockets have all taken a 2-0 lead in their best-of-seven first-round playoff series. Milwaukee and Houston cruised past Detroit and Utah respectively for a second straight game. The Celtics needed a fourth-quarter comeback to beat the Indiana Pacers 99-91 thanks to 37 points from Kyrie Irving. On the ice, the Boston Bruins and the Toronto Maple Leafs are all square after the Bruins took Game 4 by a score of 6-4 to tie the series at 2. David Pasternak scored twice in the win. The Dallas Stars pounded the Nashville Predators 5-1. That series also tied 2-all. And finally, in tennis, world number two Rafael Nadal has won on his return for the first time since injuring his knee at Indian Wells last month. The French Open favorite defeated Roberto Bautista Agut 6-1, 6-1 to reach the last 16 of the Monte Carlo Masters. Nadal will face Grigor Dimitrov in the next round. And that's your look at sports. Atom Jung there, and now to end the news, a reminder of our top stories. Automated car parks using devices known as flying carpets could help solve parking problems here. Hong Kong falls still further in the latest ranking of global press freedom, and another meeting at LegCo is adjourned because not enough lawmakers turned up. That's the news from RTHK.